You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. It feels great to be back, everybody. Hello. Welcome back we to the are, podcast. We're here in uh, the place where we do the thing. Yep, back in our <laughs> normal studio. And we are so excited. We have a fun-filled episode yep of fan, fan questions. questions wow that was not planned that is how you know the lord is at work in this place yes <laughs> <laughs> the lord is here and he's moving and you just saw that evident in our um cohesion in, in our, our voices our cohesion yeah our synergy and you know we were just discussing before the show um how we want to order these uh questions oh yeah, yeah. and uh what i say allocation of yeah of what I, I explanation we need to allocation i think you said allocation of offensive questions or something like something that like, we need to we need to i don't know it's not a cool yeah Allo- just need, the word allocation is fun to anytime use anytime you use that oh yeah i'm just like allocating like my thoughts and compartmentalizing to process this and be like what does that even mean dude i just think of alucard <laughs> the vampire and i think it's cool let me know what that is yeah it's a vampire you know about vampires yeah a little bit. There he's a sinner. A little bit. <laughs> Bro. Sit. You believe in aliens, so. Bro, you're a homeschooler. How do you know about vampires? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not allowed to watch those movies. <laughs> is, that, is that illegal for you? Is there, like, some law regarding that? <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Homeschool logic. Lord of the Rings magic good. Harry Potter magic bad. Bad. Exactly. Amen to that, brother. I was homeschooled until fourth grade, so. <laughs> I'm like a... <laughs> is that funny how that works? Yeah. You know how Paul's like... A Roman citizen, but he's a Jew, so he has influence mm-hmm. in both. Mm-hmm. That's how I am with like people at school. Like I no, was, that home- was me too, though. I was home. Oh, you went to college. That's true. Well, I mean, but were you? But like- I, I played sports and music, and oh, so I had okay. a ton of like uh, just normal right. people friends. We're like becoming all things to all people. To homeschoolers, <laughs> we become homeschoolers. To public school people, we become public schoolers. <laughs> to charter school kids, we become charter. I was kids. also in charter school. To those kids that were thirteen and in college, I'm also friends with those people. The only school I didn't go to was. Private and college. Nice. And unless you count University of the Nations, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, is that really... A, counts. It's a private school. It's a university. It has the name. Yeah. I'm not going to finish my thought. Counts? It counts. You almost have a degree from here. I do. I'm pretty close to getting an associate's in biblical studies. Yeah. Which is a piece of paper that means I read the Bible. Me too-ish. <laughs> kind of. You could get, like, nine months away. You should get... You should get credits towards your degree in YOM if you lead outreaches. It's, like, the hardest school like you could life. take. It's the school of hard knocks. Yeah, easily. <laughs> like, if there's, if there's like, a top-tier class, leading an outreach is the top, like, yeah. difficulty. It teaches you the most about leadership. Oh, yeah. Practically. Dude, uh, you, learn, skills, you would learn nothing from a leadership school if you don't learn anything from leading an outreach. <laughs> Literally nothing. You know what you I mean? You want to do a leadership school? Better yet, just join DTS staff. Just, yeah, just be DTS you'll staff, be lead an outreach. you into it. You'll learn how... You'll have students coming with problems that you... We're like, what? It's 11 p.m., bro. You need to sleep. And then, but no, God wants to move. And you're like, all right, let's do it. Yep. And you get stretched. It's good. It's a really good growing experience. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely fun. Yeah, you learn a lot. Yes. You definitely don't learn nothing. Unless How you're really bad. How many schools have you stopped again? Uh, two. Couple. Two. Yeah. If you don't count, like, the group staffing we did for my SOME. Group staffing? Yeah. You weren't staffing. We were a group leading the outreach. Counts. Right. Well, that's because it's SOME. Like, yeah. Right. So I'm saying if you don't count that, then yeah, two. Yeah, I wouldn't count that. Okay. Yeah. I count it. So three. Okay. <laughs> I don't count it. I'm still at I mean, three. I was the leader of that outreach. It was pretty apparent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Or you guys, uh, I was as leaders. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she starts crying. <laughs> um, I had no co-leader, so you could be... Honorary co-leader. No, I mean <laughs> the other two people on the team are older than both of us, so I don't know how. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything about leadership, bro. What's God, Paul tell Timothy? Do not let people despise your Convive. youth. Also, yeah. Paul says, do not put new Christians in positions of leadership, which is a topic. Very interesting. I think we need to talk about it in the church. People get saved and they're like, "Oh, you want to be on church leadership?" Or not like church church leadership, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. volunteer leadership, youth ministry leadership, and it's like. Bro, this dude's been a Christian for, like, a few months, man. Like, yeah. That's not to say he's not able to lead. It just means, biblically, he needs Learn to be a little trained bit. a little bit more. Yeah. Right? Anyways, that's a whole other can of worms that we're not opening the fan questions. Yep. So. Yes. We're really excited for this fan questions one. 
We got um, quite a few responses, um, and we picked three that we wanted to go with. Um, yes, we did. And we're pretty excited for them. Yeah. yeah. We want to warn you before moving ahead that these are going to get progressively more triggering. I'd Polarizing. Say the yeah. first question, everyone can agree that it's a problem that we need to address, and no one on any side of any um, political leaning or anything is going to disagree. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully. I'm, I would be surprised if people... I think people can disagree pretty easily. Okay. Maybe we're going to say different things. We might be saying different <laughs> things. Um, but once I explain my view, you'll be like, oh, Ethan is so right. I right, yeah. so wise. Wow. I didn't think about that. Like, they're leading three schools. Look at that wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then the, and then from there, we are going to step into more... Um, very triggering uh, questions, polarizing, mm-hmm. like Derry said. And so we just ask you beforehand that you come with uh, listening and thinking to yourself, okay, I'm not going to, like, decide you're right now, you're not going to get offended at things we say. If you get offended, which a lot of people probably will, that's okay. Just, then I would say ask yourself why and check your heart and stuff like that. Because offense is not something that we want to have happened. And offense is very easy to fall into as a human being. I fall into it. It's like I, want to, I get tempted into offense a lot. But it, what it does, offense, what it does is it then separates, um, you can say, you from maybe something God wants you to learn. Or it separates you from being able to listen to people that God wants to bring in. So I just want to get on a tangent right now. I didn't expect to do this. But mm-hmm. um, offense is a very tricky thing. Offense is a very... Uh, what's well, sneaky? It's a sneaky tool the enemy has to to disable his people from moving forward, and we don't want that to be a thing that is experienced yeah. here. You can disagree, though. That's not <clears throat> yeah, what offense you can disagree. is. Yeah. But like the the main thing that I would like like to kind of piggyback off what you're saying yeah. is that if we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, we're all for each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm for the success of everybody listening, right? Absolutely. And they should be for our success as well. And for the furtherance of the gospel and the furtherance of each of our relationships with Jesus Christ, right? We can disagree on like almost every non-salvific point as long as we um, agree on all the salvific points that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, um, repentance, all of those, right? He died on the cross, he rose again, all those things, right? As long as we agree on those, we can disagree on on everything, right? Besides that, and we can still be for each other and not be uh, like offended to the point of Sin, right? If that makes sense. Yeah. And when like, we disagree with someone, yeah, there's a saying that's like major in the majors. You know what's important? And the things that are super important. Um, there's a lot of important things, but the most important thing is to know about salvation and why you're saved and right. the prerequisites of salvation. And from that, if we have the same base of that, then it's like okay, we can then disagree and have reasons why and um, whatnot and talk about that. But as long as we major in the majors, mm-hmm. knowing that Jesus is Lord and He loves us all and He's conforming all of us to the image of His Son then we can move forward with grace and empathy towards each other to be sensitive, but also hear each other out when we have differences in opinions. Yeah. For example, I can still love someone that disagrees on our opinion on the topic of last week's episode, right? I believe that if someone that's a Christian commits suicide, that they do not go to hell if they're a Christian. But if I have a friend, and I'm sure I do, who, who think a Christian would go to hell, or anyone who commits suicide would go to hell, then I can still be friends with that person. I may disagree with their stance on that, and neither of us can know necessarily mm-hmm. the truth. We both think we might be right, yeah. right? Um, I can still love that person, be friends with them, hang out with them, eat food with them, go to moves with them, like do all these like things. I can still be yeah. their friend. Absolutely. Like we just hold a different opinion, even though it's like on a pretty heavy topic. We can still like love each other and be friends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and me and Derry disagree on things quite often. Yeah, we just don't talk about them on the show yet. Yeah, I think we want to get our thoughts more formulated. But yeah, we disagree. I'd say probably weekly. Um, uh huh. Certain, basically, it's a, like, we sometimes just, it's just for fun. Though. Yeah, we purposely will choose different sides or whatever, <laughs> or we'll have multiple conversations over the same topic that we disagree on. Yeah. Um, but it's always edifying. It's always like walking away thinking, oh, I was challenged in that situation to now figure out, am I wrong or do I agree with him? Am I wrong or am I right? And if I'm right, let me figure out more evidence to show him why. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, then I need to like change my view. We had a conversation the other week, and I was like. I still don't know where I land. I'm pretty sure I agree with Derry, but at first I didn't. Mm-hmm. And like it was like two days later, I was talking to him. I was like, you know, I think I agree with you and Lindsay, but I'm not committed yet to agreeing. I forget what it was about. Yeah, climate change probably. What? 
nothing. <laughs> you, said, you said that probably change. No, I said climate change. Probably. Oh, cli- but... no, it wasn't that climate change. I okay. definitely don't agree with you on that. Okay. Um, moving doesn't on. matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, you want to get into the first question? Yeah. So the first question today is: Are you a racist if you vote for President Trump? Yes. In his second yes. term for president. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, next question. So the next question is... (laughs) Okay, um, in all seriousness, do you want me to go first or want to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, Straight up, no. You're not a racist for voting for Trump. Mm. Um, Now, if we want to get into politics, um, I will say I know there's claims that Trump is a racist. I would say there's a lot of evidence to suggest and prove that he's not. Um... Although I don't really get into too much, and there's a little bit to say that he is too. A little bit, yeah. I'm, yeah. But everyone's like, I don't know. I've just seen like black unemployment's like the lowest it's ever been, mm-hmm. right, under his term. So it's like now people could say that's because of Obama put things in place. I don't know all the te- technicalities of, mm-hmm. of politics. I'm not a politician. I'm not the most most skilled in that. I have my opinions, and I like to double down on them when I'm challenged because yeah. it's fun. But in all seriousness, I don't think you can be racist just by voting for someone who has certain tendencies, right? So that, like, if you're going to say you're racist for voting for Trump, then you have to say you love killing babies if you vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. And there's a very triggering yeah. comment. But it's like, yeah, not everyone who votes for Biden is on board with abortion, but they just don't like the things right. that Trump says. Yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely. I would say if you look at both of the candidates' pasts, just the two main candidates. Um, they're both equally... If, like, if either is racist, like they're, they're both racist, in my opinion. Like, Interesting. Biden did just as many things with the yeah. previous laws that he enacted that are racist. Probably more than Trump did. But Trump has made more like just bad statements to imply yeah. that he's racist, if that's made sense. Yeah, see, my timeline on all my social medias... Well, only Facebook, because that's the one I get most political stuff from. Yeah. Is overtly middle-aged conservative people yeah so all i see is all the hate on trump or on biden yeah and so i don't get like the per- and I don't, that doesn't mean that that's like where i stand i don't see everything i agree with it by any means i'm mm. just like okay there's two sides to this yeah. but it just means i'm uninformed on the trump stuff yeah so i would say if either is racist i think they're both racist um but i don't necessarily think either of them is like <laughs> like super super racist i think they both definitely have things they've done wrong in the past in predispositions for sure things they can work on but I would, I would agree with Ethan on his point of if you're going to say that you as an individual are racist for voting for a candidate that could probably have some problems with race and like logistically does from the past, from things they've said or laws they've enacted on both sides. And if you're going to say that someone is racist for voting for either of those people, I would say that's just disingenuous mm-hmm. as a statement. And that's just something you're trying to say to trigger someone to not get them to vote for somebody because – you can make sweeping claims about about any policy that that yeah. person believes in and say you're a bigot or you're a racist <laughs> or you're xenophobic or something like that yeah. off of any of those things. You know what I mean? Like you can take sound bites from the past 40 years from Biden and probably prove all of those things like in some point in time. And so I think there's a lot of things you can do with sound. It's like, you can do the same so thing. Scary. You can do the same thing with Trump as well. And so I'd say just making sweeping statements like that would be disingenuous and shouldn't be done. I look at. It's so bad, but like the the candidates, in my opinion, are so bad that you have to more look at it as like what values do you value, and less like who are who who are they as people? You know what I mean? Yeah, pick your poison. They both aren't great. Who is the the? Unless you want to vote for third party, which is an option. You should. Yeah, that'd be good, but no one will. By yes. large, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Also, so that's. Just throwing that one out there. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, I'm not telling you to vote a certain way. I just, I'm still thinking so, about it. He said, I don't want any hate or like anyone blaming me for anything. I'm, Please. I'm neutral. I did not make a decision. Don't talk to me. Yo, I so have I'll a- be going off social media for two weeks after this podcast. Please, <laughs> to avoid all the, the backlash from don't cancel what's us. about to happen. Don't, can- don't cancel us. If you want to cancel us, go listen to our episode from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, there's this mustache hair. Right here, that's poking my nose. <laughs> Making you want to sneeze? No, it's just super annoying. I'm going to pull it. So if you guys like see me play my nose, that's why. Okay. Nice. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Um, I'm not a giant supporter of either of the candidates. And I'm Bro, you more... have a Trump poster in your room. I don't have a poster in my room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'm more leaning towards voting third party. Um, 
But, I mean, that's not really what we're talking about. I don't know why I started talking about that. This is not political advice. Yeah. Um, I just think it's disingenuous to, like, of that as a statement. You know what I mean? To say that someone's racist for voting for a certain candidate. You know what I yeah. mean? Unless you're voting for, like, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, then or you might, Antifa you or might like be. That. That's a problem there. Yeah. So, yeah. question one. Can you be racist and vote for Trump? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But are you because you do? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. It would just be... Yeah. There's, there's that. Yeah. All right. Uh, second triggering topic. What is the next question? The next question is, what is the greatest sin America needs to repent of? Yes. Currently. Currently. Like the, the current climate of America. Not like things we've done in the past, although we do need to repent for things in the past. Yeah. And this is a great question. Uh, the person just asked a few questions about repentance. Um, and so I kind of morphed the question into this one. Um, and I really, yeah. I really think it was some good insight on their part, and uh-huh. I liked it. So, it's yeah. very interesting. I think there's yeah. not necessarily like a super right answer, yeah. Um, because you can look at it from so many different perspectives. Like, are you looking at this from a Christian perspective, or are you looking at it from like a non-Christian perspective? Well, do non-Christians repent if they want to become Christians? Yeah, right. But I'm saying like, in, I would say. I'm only looking at it from a Christian perspective. Okay, yeah, then that's good. I'm just saying there's lots of perspectives you could look at it from. Yeah. And, and yeah. And come or, like, us. if you're a non-Christian and you're, the question could be framed, what's the biggest thing America needs to stop doing to be more moral? Yeah, or you can just look at America as a whole as a nation and, yeah. and less of the individual and say, like, what does America as a whole need to repent of? Like, the biggest thing they need right. to repent of. And to repent means to turn away, so it's like, yeah. stop doing. Change from the current action that you're doing. Right. So, Derry... What is the biggest thing America needs to do? Um, to I thought about this quite a bit, and I've been reading through the Torah, um, the first five books Ooh, of the Bible, a lot lately, same. and just studying them. And the main theme of a lot of the Bible is um, one, the mercy of God, but also the reverence of who God is. And so, throughout the Bible, over and over, it says, "Fear the Lord." Right? And then these things will happen. Right? If you fear the Lord, this will happen. If you fear the Lord, you're going to obey the Lord, and then you're going to have blessings. Right? Mm-hmm. It all stems from like, who you believe God is. Yeah. Right? And so I would say, just in this vein of thinking that I was thinking about, is that the greatest thing that America needs to repent of is who they think God is. Right? And is, is like their fear of the Lord. Because in America, almost no one respects who God is. Yeah. Right? They've lost, in a large sense, the fear of the Lord, which is why we don't see Christian lifestyles lived out a lot. Just yeah. in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a... Well, you, I'll let you keep going. If you had something you want to say, I can continue after you're done. Well, I was going to say, like, kind of like, in the book of, um, I, think, I think it's Ezekiel, when mm-hmm. he's a prophet... God basically says, look, these people aren't going to listen to you. And, like, yeah. I, was just, I just heard a teaching last week where they were saying um, basically, basically what, how Israel's mindset was. It wasn't that, like, oh, Yahweh, who's the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. it's like, is it real? We don't want to follow him. They would just hear these prophecies, and they would look at it kind of, like, as a joke. Or it would be, like, when it says, like, they didn't fear the Lord or, what, or they um, despised the Lord, that's how it's translated now, mm-hmm. it actually more... Uh, it, it accurately means that they like made a joke of or took not seriously. So it's kind of like they just brushed off these prophets. Like, okay, guys, yeah, yeah, go do your thing with Yahweh. We'll they'll get back to yeah, you later. Yeah. Like, you're cute, right? Yeah. And they just like it wasn't like we hate God. It's like a dismissal. Like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Like God's there, and that's what we see a lot in America, right? Like yeah. people like I prayed a prayer one time when I was young, and I never did anything after that to follow Jesus, but I know I'm saved because of that. Right. Or I go to church on Christmas and Easter, therefore I'm good. Right. And it's like, oh, that's not missing the point right we've lost a huge respect for who god is um in non-christian and christian circles right because there used to be like i don't know when maybe in the 80s um like 70s and 80s very good years even like the 60s um yeah so much was wrong (laughs) but when like people were kind of falling away from like this kind of identity of a christian nation and even before that um the people who weren't christians still had kind of a respect for like people who believed in god right yeah yeah, they And so I think Christians and non-Christians alike have lost respect for, like, if if just a deity exists in general who created everything, like, he deserves respect. It Absolutely. deserves respect, yeah. right? By nature of being a creator, do, respect is and glory is deserved. Yeah. Even if Christians are wrong, like... Yeah. To the thing that created to. all things, like, you should... 
have a healthy fear of that. And when I say like a fear of the Lord, that's how it's mentioned in the Bible. Um, I would take that to mean like a respect and awe. You could even fear the Lord, right? But it's not like it's not like a the um, like a sinister kind of fear necessarily, yeah. right? It's more of a fear of how like much reverence you have for Him, not necessarily yeah. like how scared because He's like an evil like yeah. fear. When we when I mean? fear of the Lord is mentioned, it's like how much like in awe of God yeah. are you? Where you're just like, oh my gosh, like. God exists, yeah. and you're just like dumbfounded, and, and he wants to know you, yeah. right, personally. And it's just like you're like mind blown, right? That's like a yeah. good way to say it. it's like holy cow, like how mind blown and like how mesmerized by God are yeah. you? Yeah, right. See, I feel like we're as Americans, just kind of giving this metaphor, which came to my head. We're like going to church as if we're watching it through a TV screen, where like when it's over, we just change the channel and forget about Ooh. what happened. Right? He did not. Not that we're he did. not that we're do, not everybody's doing that, but it's I know it's kind of ironic because we're a lot of us are watching church online or have been watching church online. Right. But it's like we we go and we agree like the word was good. Maybe we raised our hands in church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we don't. And you can even have like a deep relationship with the Lord, right? Like you could be a legit Christian, not nominal, and all these things, um, but still not take the steps to change your life. When God tells you to do something, right? Yeah. And that's a lack of respect for the Lord and for who he is, right? And throughout Proverbs and, like, a lot of the prophets as well, like, that's the exact problem. Like, people hear and then repent and then don't follow through on their repentance they right. have before the Lord and go right back to what, like, their original problem was. As Proverbs puts it very so uh, bluntly, like a dog returns to its own vomit, mm. so a fool returns to his stupidity. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of rough, Oops. but yeah, you can raise some good points. I think also, I, I would agree. I think I frame it, I would word it differently. Mm. Um, I would say the biggest sin that America needs to repent of would be the sin of idolatry. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right, and so you see all those problems in, throughout the Torah with Israel and the nation and the core reason that they fell into all these sins. So, like, in America, we have abortion. In Israel, they had baby sacrifices to the god Molech or Baal, yeah. right? Super and cool. so there's a saying in Ecclesiastes, which was one of the book of wisdom, that says nothing's new under the sun, mm-hmm. right? So that just means every generation just repeats the same things over, and we're just mm-hmm. bad humans that need a savior is the message, yeah. right? And so they were killing babies, innocent babies back then. We're doing it now. We have a different reason, but the action is still done. Right. Um, and the reason it got so bad, it got to that point. And they were also neglecting the poor, which we do. The idol we're sacrificing those babies yeah. to is different in America. Yeah. The idol that we, the reason, like they were sacrificing back then to their gods. So they'd have good, uh, like protection from this God that didn't exist. Yeah. We do it in America because we want our lives to be benefited. Like, We've replaced right. the idol that with a, as a physical statue with ourselves. With ourselves, exactly. Right? And so the thing that we need to realize is that idolatry is what starts everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fall into abortion or neglecting the poor if you stop, if you take your, if you're always looking at God. Mm-hmm. Like, in order to do all those sins, you need to have idolatry first. Yeah. And idolatry has been the first sin, besides, like, they made an idol out of themselves they made themselves god adam and eve yeah. to sin against god and that's basically in my opinion when i look at the bible I look at the story of humanity and when we're reflecting now it's the same thing that we've t- taken our eyes off of god like you said lost the fear of the lord and we've raised up idols and rather we, not, we might not worship statues anymore mm-hmm. um but we worship ourselves yeah. and everything's about what can i do for myself and everything in america is like you can make it happen you can do whatever you mm-hmm. want it's probably like it's your life do whatever you want aspect and that's where we get off track, and it's idolatry because we're making ourselves God yeah. rather than God, God. Yeah. And we make very bad gods. Yes. Very so, bad. Yeah. I think I, all everything you said, I would second that. Yeah. And and I think idolatry and not fearing the Lord are go hand in hand. Absolutely. But you need both of those to yeah. create the same you, sin. If you can't have idolatry unless you lose the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Right. So, same same. Yeah. If the Lord's in His rightful place, you can't have like another idol because He's on the throne. Yeah. And so we're going to... Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Or do you want to have any more thoughts? First, I want to say to anyone who... Or to everyone who's still listening, if either the last two questions, like, triggered you or you just, like, aren't in a good place right now from our opinions, 
it's okay if you disagree. You know, we still love you and we're still for you. Um, and you could agree, disagree or agree on this next question and we're still for you and we still love you. Um, and we like still want to have conversations with you and talk to you and we can agree and disagree on different things. We're still brothers and sisters in Christ. We're still created by the same maker and we have the same Holy Spirit inside of us that's cultivating love between each of us. So we love you no matter if you agree or disagree with us. Absolutely. All right. All right. So this next question. The last question we have today. It's triggering. Yeah. Um, We wanted to, it is the most triggering. Um, Yeah. It's the most, yeah, volatile. It's, it's a heavy topic, and that's why we wanted to save it till the end, so we could have mm-hmm. the most time to allocate yeah. <laughs> to it, and bring explanation, and not just brush over it like it's this light thing, because it's really not, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think this is the most like real-life question of mm-hmm. the three. Um, out of all of the churches I've called my home church, I think this has happened at all of them hmm. um, at some point, and so do you want to explain what the question is? Yeah. Ask for everybody. So... Get prepared. The question is, can a practicing homosexual uh, volunteer or be a part of church leadership? Mm. So, yeah, we can make a difference, too, between volunteer and be a part of church leadership and define what church leadership is mm-hmm. as well, and like what volunteering is. Yeah. So what would you say, like, the, the separation between those two things are? Um, well, church leadership, if you're – or, like, we say in – yeah, including church leadership, I would say included in that is being on staff. Okay. Right? Because yeah. there's, like, church leadership where you have, like, eldership, pastorship, and yeah. then whatnot. But then there's people who aren't necessarily in leadership, but mm. they're on staff, like mm. accounting and whatnot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the difference between being on staff, one, you're getting paid by the church to do – did you – no, no, no. Sorry, I just hit your phone on accident. <laughs> Daryl, like, kicked me under the table. And I was like, shut up, dude, shut up. <laughs> Don't talk about being paid by churches. <laughs> All right. It's an emotional topic because we're volunteers. Bro, we don't get paid. Stop <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're not upset we don't get paid. We are volunteers. Yeah, yeah, we I, love I like what it. we do. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, – Staff at a church are getting paid mm. there, and in church leadership especially, um, church leadership carries a heavier role than a volunteer does, uh-huh. where they are participating in the stewardship of mm-hmm. the people in the ways of Jesus. So it's different than a volunteer because a volunteer could be your normal everyday Sunday Christian who comes and just wants to serve coffee, help out. yeah, like yeah, helps parking, welcome get a committee, and they're like yeah. holding the signs like we're so glad you're here. I would also include in the leadership role. Um, Anybody who's in charge of teaching that's a volunteer, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like at churches. Like a Bible study. Yeah, at churches I've been to, there's volunteers that are leaders of home groups. There's volunteers mm-hmm. that teach, like, kids' church. There's volunteers that are uh, youth leaders, even youth pastors sometimes, if they're, like, interim. Um, there's volunteers that teach, um, like, classes outside of church, like, after church or on, on yeah. Saturday yeah, nights definitely. and stuff like that. Um, so, I think I also include anybody who's in a teaching. A position or a position of influence. I like it. Right. And so then I would say a volunteer is anyone who has, um, I don't know how to classify the job and not make it sound bad. <laughs> Just a volunteer position that's not like a position of leadership it's necessarily. Not, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a heavy role in people's life. In it's the still way, awesome. In the ways of, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's You're still, still awesome. Like if you were a volunteer at church, like I did, I opened the door. You're like, getting treasure in heaven. I was an usher for a couple of years at a small church and yeah. I just like all I did was pass out offering envelopes and yeah. like took the money back to the office of the safe mm. and like it wasn't a lot and like that's still valuable to God so yeah. anytime anything we're saying is not saying any role in church service is less than others yeah. but there is a fact where other roles carry more weight and responsibility yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing at any job for the right? person for the person doing yeah, it yeah like yeah. the cashier is just as important as the CEO but the CEO has more responsibility and more weight on his shoulders sure yeah so. But, like, the smile you see from Usher could be, like, the best part of you going to church that day yeah, or someone going definitely. to church. So, definitely. Or, like, it was always job. great when, like, you'd walk in and, like, the ushers or the welcome committee or whatever, they knew your name. You're like, yeah. They're like, hey, Ethan. And you're like, whoa. You guys know me? What? <laughs> what the heck? What? What's a- like, the other day I was at – not the other day. This is Long time last ago. year. Yeah. <laughs> the other day last year, I was walking around University of Hawaii evangelizing him. This random guy that was from a church, and he wasn't, like, a pastor. I know he had helped 
like start it in a mm-hmm. way, but then he had backed away because he stepped away from that aspect because he wanted he was raising his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, hey Ethan, and I like turned around, I was like, you know my name? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's up, dude? I had no idea this guy knew my name, but instantly was like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I feel special. Yeah. You know, so every part of the church body can make everyone feel so loved. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We got on a tangent. So, if I can talk for a second, is that all right? Yeah. Um, I would say. One second's over. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now your turn. Okay, I'll. All right, now first. it's my turn again. <laughs> so I would say I'm gonna take more time than a second now. Just go so for it. I'll, I'll allow it. I'd say just to start off the question for perspective, we have to think about where the individual um, that is gay or bi or like whatever practicing. Um, first, we can start off before perspective and say the Bible is pretty clear on uh, homosexuality that. It's not the, the person that is the sin, but the, the action, right? Just as if yeah. I like to lust after someone, um, it's a sin. It's the same if I lust after someone that's the same sex, right? Yeah. That is the sin. Yeah. Not that I'm attracted to the person, but that I lusted after the person yes. is the sin. And that's that something that's super important to talk about because Christians have done a historically terrible job of talking about this yeah. subject. And we represented, or we represented Christianity not very great, to, or represented God not very great too. The world, you know, mm. I always think about the Southern Baptists who held signs to say, God hates, insert explicit derogatory term right, right. there. Um, and it's like, that's not, no, stop doing that. Like, God hates gossip and malice. And look at you. Yeah. But I like, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> if, um, if you're attracted to the same sex or anything like that, you're like, God loves you and you're not sinning by being attracted to the same sex, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, just to get desire is not sin. It's, yeah, it's what follows or entertaining the desire that is the same. Yeah, just like for a straight person, it's just like lust. It's yeah. the same thing. It's not a part of your identity. Your sexuality is not part of your identity. Your identity is that you're a child of God, right? Over Absolutely. over anything else. So I would say going into this question of can someone who openly practices homosexuality be in leadership or be a volunteer at a church i think it's it's important to talk about who that person is and where they're coming from so for instance you could have two like polar opposite things happen right you could have one person who's been going to church their whole life right and come out as uh gay and then decide they want to start practicing um and not uh be abstinent right yeah and then say like already be holding like a place in leadership right yeah. And, like, say that person was already, like, the youth pastor or something like right. that. And That's a they, different situation than someone who just got saved, is on fire for the Lord, and has been... In a relationship for a while. Yeah, in a relationship yeah. for a while. Or even just, like, wants to start practicing as well. Yeah. But, like, has just been a Christian for a very short amount of time and say they're, like, serving coffee. Right. There's, like there's, yeah, there's... That's why it's very situational uh, when coming to this topic. But there are some, I would say, guidelines you could go about, like, good yeah. things to have in mind when we're going forward with this mm-hmm. yeah so how about i talk about the the new christian you want to talk about like the response as if you were a pastor like okay you're so talking like to someone in your church you're um, you're saying you're presenting the the situation of the new convert yeah and you okay. want to present the situation of the uh the of person the, who's been in a authority for a while. Okay. yeah and you're say like the one of the pastors on staff right, right. And, and i just found out one of my yeah with the situation is coming out and they want to practice and yeah okay yeah so First, I would say if, if I'm a pastor and I'm dealing with this new person who's coming to my church um, who is passionate about the Lord, just got saved, and is openly um, like lesbian or something like that, right? Lives with her, her girlfriend or something. Um, first, I would say it's, it needs to take time and I need to have a relationship with that person before I can speak into their life, right? Because this person just started coming to my church and their identity, if they're a new Christian, is probably... I mean, it would be crazy if it wasn't, but it's probably in uh, their sexuality still, right? Like, their sexuality probably defined them before they came to know God, mm-hmm. and it's probably still, in part, defining them now, right? Yeah. And so um, I would say it's going to be a very situational um, thing, and I would address it as such. I would say that that person, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't make them stop serving coffee at the start. I would want to make a relationship with that person 
and then be able to have like a one-on-one conversation with them about what the Bible says once I have um, like the reputation in their life to speak into their life. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not, they're not doing anything that can necessarily like harm anybody else by sinning yeah. in that situation of serving coffee, yeah. if that makes sense. So I can effectively gain respect in their life and then like tell them what God says in the Bible and hopefully have like a good experience with that person, a loving experience and not like a bad one. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a very, obviously a touchy situation. Um, and it's happened quite a few times in my life. I wasn't in charge of that situation, but, um, it has happened and it's gone well and bad, I think. In two different situations. Um, So I'd say that's how I would handle the situation. Um, And if the person was not willing to um, consider abstinence, right, was not willing to, like, break off the sinful relationship they had, um, I would say then we would need to walk forward in what the Bible says, right, and have a greater conversation with the the elders and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, so in the regards of the situation with, and just to remind you of the situation, uh, youth pastor, for instance, in this case, or anyone in church leadership yeah. who's been on staff for a while uh, is in charge of people's spiritual well-being in some regard and like has an important play in that, and then they come out as a practicing homosexual. Um, what is the response to that? Um, well, the first thing, if that, if, you're, if that happened, I would, and I've never been in a pastor, I've never been a pastor, I've never been in this position, Yeah. I've never seen this play out in churches I've been in, Okay. Um, so I'm just, I want to traverse this situation with grace yeah. and empathy and also holding true to the Bible. Traverse is a great word, too. Thank you, I thought that's who I said. Our vocabulary is like, just, really good. Hopefully we know what these words mean. We've peaked. <laughs> Uh, I've been reading dictionaries in preparation for this. <laughs> That's all I do. All these words I can add in there. Um, so I would assume that the first thing that would happen is you would have to have a conversation. At this point, you have a relationship with this person. You know, if I'm a head pastor and they're under me, it's assumed that I have a healthy and real relationship with them that's not just mm-hmm. like work-related words like, oh, hey, see you on Monday. Like, there's someone I actually know and I care about them. And I'm also... As the head pastor, you would also be responsible for that person, their spiritual well-being as well. Hmm. Like, you can be a pastor of a church, but you're also still a pastor of your staff as well. Yeah. And are you pastoring your staff? Um, that's important. And that's why mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be the, the foundation moving forward of how I would uh, go about the situation. I would have a conversation with them, and many conversations probably, mm-hmm. to figure out, like, Okay, when did this? When did you realize this? How long have you been um, having these thoughts? And when mm-hmm. did you come to the reality that oh, you are attracted to the same sex or mm. other whatever? You know, and you want to continue sex. to practice yeah. doing that. And like, because I would feel bad at some point if I if I had known this person for years, right? And I was a, and I was their friend and boss and pastor, and I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. They had been like questioning it for years, and they've been going through it, and I wasn't someone they felt comfortable going to. Yeah. Immediately, I'd be like, hey, I just want to like. If I did something to make you feel uncomfortable in coming to me about this, mm-hmm. I want to apologize. Yeah. And I would probably start from that place of like, hey, like, if I, I should have been a better path, I should have been someone that you felt comfortable coming to. Yeah. And then I would get to own up to that. And then moving forward, you, you, you would, it would be assumed that they know what the Bible says. Yeah. Right? And then you would just have a conversation like, hey, like, you know the Bible says that practicing homosexuality is a sin. Mm-hmm. And so I want to hear from you, like, how did you come to the conclusion that this is something you want to actively and publicly practice? Yeah. Because in my mind, that shows a sign of unrepentance yeah. in that regard. Because they're saying, I have this desire and I'm not willing to turn away from it. And this is, the same, this is the same thing I would say would play out if they found out a straight member of their staff yeah. was dealing with pornography and was not turning yeah or like sleeping with his girlfriend right or like living openly doing it and saying i'm not gonna stop yeah and like if i found out a youth pastor was like or living with his girlfriend right yeah i'd be like you should like you can't even like cohabitate with that person because yeah it sends such a taboo and maybe like you're not even sitting maybe you're not yeah you know living together isn't necessarily a sin but it's opening up this plethora of opportunity to to sin right right and that's another good word plethora we're on a roll today nice Um, (laughs) three for three (laughs) three for three and so 
it's not just homosexuality. It's any serious sin that is a problem and will impact yeah. um, other people's spirituality, right? Yeah. If they're alcoholic, if they're habitually smoking mm-hmm. weed and it's illegal and there's a lot of questions that go into that. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of things. If they're, I think the problem is stealing. I've known people who have serious problems stealing. Mm-hmm. And they've ta- I've been in the store with them and my friends and they're like, hey, bro, hold me kind of like, I really want to steal right now. And I'm like, right. Let's just put it back. Just yeah. Let go. But I realize that this is a real struggle they have, right? Yeah. And so it's not about this. Not about like sectioning off homosexuality. We're just addressing it because it's a question someone asked. Yeah, um, it's a big so, question because it is. it's a part of like the reason it's a harder question than if someone's openly sleeping with someone else, right? Which is against the Bible as well, adultery. Yeah. Um, or fornication um, is because it's not part of their identity, right? Like yeah. someone struggling with uh, like pornography isn't inherently a part of their. Uh, identity, right? right. Like they, they could be struggling with identity in some amount, which yeah. should be why they're watching it. Um, but like, it's not mainly an identity issue, right? right? Whereas the reason it's so hard to talk about this topic and such like a, a thing you have to tiptoe around with people is because people's full identities are in their sexuality yeah. a lot of it the goes, time. It's like yeah, it's a very heavy like right thing to be going through, and it's a very like probably I would I've never like been told this by anyone in that community, but I would imagine it'd be very like vulnerable and lonely and scary yeah. place because you're like I could like just imagine like oh all these people think that I, what I'm doing or these thoughts I have are wrong and I don't want to tell them I'm having this because then it's going right. to fuck down and, and I can't control it like this is just yeah. the thoughts that I have like what am I supposed to do about it I can't like this is just how it is yeah right and so that's why like you got to have the whole conversation with grace and empathy and then ha- once you have those conversations and you hear an explanation if they're not willing to change Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, I'm not going to stop this. Then at that point, there would have to be a conversation about them not being able to work at the church anymore. Yeah. They would still be able to definitely come to the church. Yeah, absolutely. They would definitely, I would, I would encourage them to say, hey, come to the church, yeah. come to the Bible studies. I want to meet with you all the time. Like, you're my friend. You're not just like a, another number in this church. You're like mm-hmm. an individual that has inherent value that I yeah. want to see, like, experience the fullness of all God has for them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, really do what you can and keep them at the church but also let them know like I have to look out for the spiritual well-being of the families here and their kids and you yeah. and it's it's not loving for a pastor to have an unrepentant staff member and keep them on staff yeah it's clear the bible's clear like, on that topic it is more loving for you to let that person go so they can have time and space to really um, explore these thoughts and realities without the pressure of like performing, right? Yeah. So if you like say, hey, like at the, as far as it is right now, you're not a lot of staff here. We'd love to have you back if you change your mind. Mm-hmm. But right now, for your spiritual well-being, so you can figure out and be in a safe place to to safely question these things mm-hmm. and not feel like you're gonna have a weird stigma around you. Like, yeah, we just can't have you. It's loving to let them go in that aspect. Yeah, and it'd be good for them in the end. And it's also gonna be good for the youth students in this regard, in this certain situation for a youth group. Yeah. Yeah. For them not to be under, they're going to be like, oh, I can't be under this leadership because, and then you can have a conversation with that. Mm-hmm. But also, it shows them that you as a pastor are someone that they can trust to look out for the spiritual well-being yeah. of their leaders and themselves, and also that you care about them, mm-hmm. right? It's not something you're brushing off the rug and saying it's a taboo, we're not going to talk about it. Right. And when that situation happens, when it comes to the point where they have to step down, if that's the unfortunate result then there would be a conversation that would need to be had at the congregation from the stage where you say, hey, this person's stepping out for personal reasons that they are going through Mm -hmm. and they need to, they want to and need to take to the Lord and figure out. And we just want to say, we're not going to have any gossip. Like just lay the groundwork right away and like honoring them and saying like, no gossip. We're like the people who need to be talked to about the situation will be talked to. If you haven't been talked to, you probably don't need to know. We want to honor them and love them and treat them as our brother because it's who they are. Yeah. You know, just because they're strong with homosexuality doesn't make them not Christians. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, yeah, and just have that conversation with the congregation like, hey, we're going to love them and we're going to honor them. But for the time being, it's not wise for us to keep them in this position. It's mm-hmm. not good for them. It's not good for the students. It's not good for anything. Yeah. And so because of that, we're going to lovingly take them out of leadership, bring them back when they're ready, if they're ready, if they mm-hmm. want to. And and pray the entire time that God changes and yeah that's God changes their hearts not God changes <laughs> but and that's a good thing because the Bible says that God will we're predestined to be conformed to the image of the son mm-hmm. right and everyone has their own niches of weakness you know mm-hmm. 
other people are stronger in certain areas than others and our weaknesses are not a reason to not love people but our weakness when we're unrepentant in our weaknesses is where we need the conviction of the Lord to come in we need the conviction of the Lord to confront us and call us into repentance because that's a good thing. He's promised, he's predestined that we be conformed to his son to look like Jesus. Yeah. And so if there's an error, we don't look like Jesus. We can't be conformed unless we're in a place where we're humble enough and to repent. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot that would go into that. Um, it is a situation that I know is prevalent in the church mm-hmm. and becoming progressively more prevalent in the culture we live in. Yeah. And so it's good to have healthy conversations around. I think these are needed conversations. Mm-hmm. I wish the church would have more. I don't, I, maybe the churches do. I don't know. In my experience, this is not a very much talked about subject yeah. in the churches I've been part of, but I'm praying that that gets better in the future. Yeah, me too. Do you have any thoughts on everything uh, I No, I think you covered most of it. It's pretty good. Cool, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's obviously a very touchy subject, um, but they would treat it um, more sensitively, but with the same end response as any other person who wants to yeah. continue in a sin openly. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like if you have a practicing alcoholic in your church that on leadership, you have to say, bro, you got to get counseling, you got to step down, like, yeah. unless you will stop right now and right. Like, work on that. Right. And they'll pour out. And if they, and with they, when they love, when people really love Jesus, as hard as it is, as it is to admit their faults, because it is hard to admit our mm-hmm. faults, you know, mm-hmm. as we know, like I, I experience it all the time where I'm like, man, I really got to confess this thing to this person. Like I was whatever. And it's like, it's hard. It's hard to confess mm-hmm. when you messed up and it's hard to confess when you have a sin to deal with because it feels like sin has this aspect where it brings shame as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not, it's not easy, but it's good because God is conforming us to his character. Yeah. And I would say there's not like a lot else to say on that topic. Yeah. Um, if you disagreed with us on any of the like three answers to the three questions that we gave, we'd love to hear from you. We'd yes. love to have a conversation further uh, on Instagram or however else you want to contact us. Um, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, you can ask for our numbers, any of those things. Well, we'd love to talk to any of you guys. I might not give you my number. I'll give you my number. But you can reach me on Instagram or Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Um, and so we'd love to talk to you guys. Um, I would say that the Bible would back up the three answers that we gave. But, hey, I if you so. have verses in context um, that you think oppose our views, we'd love to hear them. We'd yeah. love to have a conversation. We're open to dialogue and discussion. Um, yeah, Absolutely. and we love you guys no matter what. If you disagree on all three of the answers that we gave today on our fan questions, we still love you, and we still want to be your friend, and we still want you to listen, and we still want to have conversations. Yeah. And we'd love to hear more of your fan questions. Absolutely. We love them. It's like, it's really cool because then it's like we're engaging with you guys. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, we think you need to know this, so here you go. It's like, here, this is something you seriously have a question about. We want to we do our part in the best we can to honorably mm. and in a godly way and honoring to the Bible and you present a worldview that we agree with that God has. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting because it's like a partnership in a way. Yeah. You know, we're like, I feel like more closely connected to our audience when we have these. Yep. Um, And regarding the whole conversation, if you think about the scripture thing and you're like, uh, Derry said, if you have scriptures in context that you think disagree, bring them to us. Also, I want to add a caveat to that. I think that's the right word caveat. Mm -hmm. That's four for four, hopefully, or maybe I used it wrong. Yeah, good. Um, If you have questions about scripture in general, and you're like, "Hey, I see this, and I think it makes it make it, dis- it disagrees with you guys," uh, you can you talk to me about it? We'd love right. to. What's that? You didn't use that word right. I didn't use it right. No. Three for four. All right, nah, that's all right. All right. <laughs> Can't get them all. That's humility right there. <laughs> Pride comes with four fall. <laughs> yeah, we love to hear those questions as well. We love sure. talking about scripture. We love when people have questions about scripture and just explaining it. Yeah. And so we just want to be another way that God can minister to you. Yep. You know. Yep, absolutely. And we love talking to you guys. Like, I love doing the social media, and I love hearing, like, the comments and seeing the posts and stuff like that and the likes and the shares and how many people favorited it and how many people archived it and all that kind of stuff, how many people watched it, how many people shared it. Um, and I love, like, I put out posts and, and polls to see responses, right? It's not, like, a burden for me. Like, I love to be engaged with you guys and see what you're saying. Um, and we got a pretty big audience. We're almost to a thousand followers. Yeah. And hopefully, Thank maybe you. next year we'll be at ten thousand. Next year, hundred thousand, and more and more people will be able to hear the goodness of God. <laughs> yeah. 
we're moving. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can provide some quality to your life. Um, and if there's yeah. any uh, like comments or suggestions or criticisms you have about the show, anything you want to see differently, let us know. And we'd love to, uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Yeah. If you have different ideas, like, hey, you should include this little segment. We love that idea. We, yeah. Like we said the other week, we want, Tell to do, funny stories. we want to do another, we want to do a second show, like a part two throughout the week where it's just like, here's a fun little thing to have for you. Yeah. And it's just to relax and hang out. Yeah. Which we're probably starting in 2021. Yeah. Anyways. Well, we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. It's been 50 minutes, and we're excited for the next one. It's going to be great. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, Goodbye.